0: I'm having trouble sleeping as my birthday comes to an end. So many gifts in the past few days as I crossed through Tongariro National Park. Good weather, astonishing scenery, strong legs, and decent track. But right now I feel lonely and a little bit foolish. And this woman in her mid-fifties, all on her own, maybe trying to recapture her youth? I guess it doesn't help that the gal running the ski house where I decided to take a room instead of camp is up all night with her friends. She's from Germany and here on a working holiday. But it's 4 a.m. and they're marching up and down the halls, talking and banging around in the kitchen right next to my room. When I ask a third time to please be a little bit more quiet, they tell me they're doing nothing. Okay, except waking me up over and over. I'm too old for this. I mean, who stays up all night? Is this part of the job? The town is dead quiet, and it never occurred to me that I'd need earplugs to allow me to rest and protect me from the proprietor's racket. I send Richard a note in the middle of the night because it's mid-morning for him in Minnesota, and he tells me you're going to have some days like that one with the farmer who took you out on the Polaris to bring in the sheep. And other days are going to be knee-deep in mud. (laughs) A truer statement couldn't be said, both for long-distance thru-hikes and for life. You're listening to The P-Rag, Unfiltered Adventures of the Blissful Hiker. I'm Allison Young, the Blissful Hiker, sometime professional flutist, sometime voice artist, and full-time pedestrian. I like to think of the small backpacking essential, the P-rag, as a metaphor. It's unglamorous, but it symbolizes being badass and independent, both on the trail and in this journey that we call life. Thanks so much to Lecky Trekking Poles for supporting the PRAG podcast. If you want to be a blissful hiker, Lecky's should be in your hands. Also, Belega, makers of the best blister resist, non slouching, foot massaging socks for the long haul. A little bit later in the program, I'm going to tell you how you can win a pair of Belega socks. I'm feeling a bit hungover when I hit the trail just as the sun comes up sadly not from my birthday beer, but from the more mundane reason of lack of sleep. The sky is clear and it's crackling cold. Mist rises in the Erua forest as a Maori man walking a tiny dog and wearing an I-Heart Melbourne sweatshirt catches up with me as I leave the village. He tells me, you get used to the cold, but it will warm up. I soon turn off the road onto the Tupapakurara Falls track grassy and soft, aiming straight down into bush. Cliffs above heave with life, ferns and myriad plants spilling into the trail, including the endangered New Zealand glaxinia, or taurepo, its orange, trumpet-shaped flower found only on these islands. The air is redolent of bush, it's fresh. This grassy track seems to float above the deep valley. A family of wild goats scurries across the track behind me for cover, and as I look back, I catch a glimpse of sunlight gleaming on glacier-packed Ruapehu, high above me, but slowly disappearing as I descend. It'll be a long descent today, over 1,000 feet to get me closer to the Wanganui River. This is my first balcony walk on the Te Araroa, where the trail rests out in the open on the edge of a hillside. Lush bush directly in front of my eyes, like folds of fabric leading towards the horizon. And what's that ahead in the horizon? It's a child's rendition of a mountain perfectly conical and snow-capped. It's Mount Taranaki out there, glowing in the mist like Shangri-La. The Te Araroa does not pass over Taranaki, and there's no way in this moment that I can know that I will get there in only a few weeks for an incredible side trip. And yet, when I take its picture, I feel a kind of tingle of excitement. Even though my eyes sting with fatigue, I realize this bright blue morning all alone is turning out to be one of my favorites. But I'm not alone for long as Tom catches me. My knee-jerk reaction is to tell him how upset I am about last night's noisy caretakers. But the wiser me thinks better of it. The German girl was actually pretty generous, giving me a single room for a decent price, and finding me a towel and shampoo. She likely has no idea how she affected me, protesting that they were being quiet enough. I decide it's better not to take it personally, because I am quite literally walking away to something better. Tom cruises on ahead, and I arrive at a gate I can't seem to open— I fuss with it, just as Alexis catches up. Trail angels arrive when you need them, I think to myself, as he muscles the rusty catch. We walk together, arriving at a country lane through gorgeous upper Retaruque Valley and deer farming country, as storm clouds build and we meet the others. It's road walking now, but does it really count as a road when there's no traffic at all? I pass two kids in shorts and high rubber boots playing near a huge tractor. A woman at her mailbox offers to fill my water bottle and assures me there's lovely camping just ahead. And she's right. The local community had to come up with something for all of the Te Ardoa trampers coming through here, and they use this triangular-shaped bit of land as a meeting point. It's the Katieke War Monument, a memorial to those who gave their lives in the Great European War. An obelisk rests in a walled space, maybe a fountain at one time. And I count 29 dead soldiers, some with the same last names. I can't imagine the devastation to this tiny village losing so many young men. The locals have erected a long drop and a spigot attached to the fence for fresh water. There's even a picnic table of sorts, a massive flat rock with two more slender and lower slabs as benches beside it. It's a grassy idol, surrounded by hills, birds, and barnyard noises, sheep polka-dotting the steep hillsides. I get the alley coop up just in time before the rain smacks the top, a perfect lullaby for a much-needed nap. The late afternoon dries up and it's hot and humid as the men strip off their tops and we bring out piles of food. No one eating anything in any particular order as dinner consists of ramen, oatmeal, tuna, Nutella, sliced bread and gummy bears. The day did not start well for me, but that wee nap in my cozy tent with the rain really helped. And to be honest, it was not hard walking. But it was surprisingly lovely walking down that huge balcony with views back to the Tongariro and out to Taranaki. I realized that through hiking has the advantage of allowing us to renew ourselves. Things that happen in the first weeks, the first months, can be rectified, left behind, or entirely forgotten. As it gets dark, we head into our tents, but I notice the sky changing color, and I call everyone back out for an encore finale, as the clouds surround us, brilliantly lit by the setting sun in orange, pink, and purple. My beautiful hiking day ends as one of my most favorite, with an assortment of walkers from all around the world, here for completely different reasons, but all earnest and generous, as we share in silence this absolutely wondrous sunset. You're listening to The p Unfiltered Adventures of the Blissful Hiker. Through sharing my stories of walking long-distance trails as a solo, middle-aged female hiker, I hope I can empower you to learn to hike your own hike, too. You can subscribe to the Prag wherever you get your podcasts. And if you listen on Apple, you can help others find the Prag by leaving a rating and a review. Well, I've got an offer from Belega Socks to win a pair of socks for Christmas. It's super easy. You can just like the Prag on Facebook and share this episode on your page. Win a pair of socks just for liking and sharing the Prag right there on Facebook. The day opens with low-hanging mist. I've got to put rain gear on just to pack the soaking wet alley coop, not just from the rain, but also the dew clinging to every blade of grass and leaving my shoes and socks soaking wet. I have this kind of weird quirk of studying, and even taking a picture, of the little coffin-shaped dry spot in the grass that was my warm body only moments ago. It's a modest day's walk to the river, and there will be plenty of time to repack my gear in barrels for the canoe trip. My Dutch friend Tom said something yesterday about missing love while hiking this trail. He's caught his eye on a certain female walker, one I met in the hut on the summit of Mount Parangia, named Aline. Though in this case, I think Tom means missing the deep connection of family and friends, I, too, miss the solid and tender person that I married, who always keeps me balanced and focused. Out here on my own, I'm always a little bit lost. Only when I start walking and moving my body does my mind clear and the nervousness melt away. It's a country road doubling as a cycle path has trailed today. And you really know you're in farm country when you come across a jug placed right in the middle of the road with stock scrawled on it, warning that not only will drivers share the trail with cyclists and hikers, but also with cows and sheep. I pass a barn and the shearing is on, hits of the 90s this time, backbeat pumping incongruously against the pastoral background. Most of the way, I follow the rushing Ritoruke River, views opening to its steep gorge, cliffs wet and mossy from runoff and sprouting ferns. A truck passes me pulling a trailer with five red canoes. I wave to Jono at the wheel. Those are our canoes. It's long strides all the way to Fakahoro, and on this hot and muggy December 16th, my footsteps are just the right tempo for For unto us a child is born from the Messiah. I got to admit though, it is not easy to whistle all those melismas. But fortunately, my critical audience here is only cows. <laughs> As I walk, I think back to my birthday at the bar. When I arrived, Marco kissed both my cheeks, but the others looked kind of embarrassed, likely because I outage all of them by 25 years or so. I did feel especially odd when I stood at the bar to buy myself my own birthday beer. But come on already. Who the hell cares if you're older? David's older than you. But somehow it feels different when it's a guy. Maybe I don't have the swagger and self-confidence of these men, and I often feel way out of my comfort zone. But you gotta admit, they must be just a little impressed, or at least a little curious, that here at 54, I'm out here doing this thing. What was that famous story of the woman who decided to go to college at 54? When her kids reminded her she'd be 58 when she graduated, she said, I'm going to be 58 anyway. The moral of the story is, even if I look slightly ridiculous keeping up with kids half my age, there's not much I can do to change the facts. A sign welcomes me to Fakahoro, population 8. A horse-crossing sign follows as I cross the Blue Duck Station. That's a Kiwi word for ranch. And it's only a few steps to the Blue Duck Cafe. I pay way too much for lunch, but it's delicious, and it's a cozy refuge from the baking sun. Bohan, Marco, David, Alexis, Tom, Andrew, and me all crowd around a table on the porch. It's marked with the sign as reserved for Te Araroa walkers, our backpacks spilling out, and most of us with our shoes off, the ripe odor explaining why our table is outside. Alexis shows me how to use my trail app to plan out the coming weeks to Wellington. He reminds me I don't have to hold fast to the schedule, but at least I have a rough idea of how far I'll plan to walk each day and where I'll stay. I meet three soft calves with long lashes and knobby knees feasting on clover as I walk towards our camp spot. They pop their heads through the fence for a closer look and shyly allow a slight pat on the snout before running away. I set the alley coop right next to the horse's paddock with views back towards steep cliffs and within earshot of the river. I paid for a bunk, but I'll probably sleep better outside the bunkhouse. As I throw in my mattress and sleeping bag, Elena arrives. That's Tom's crush. She's tall, brunette, and has a million-dollar smile. She tells us that she walked the last seven days, including the Tongariro Crossing, all alone. And this is a woman who's never hiked in her life. She just went and did it to prove to herself that she could. But she tells me that doesn't mean she wasn't confused and uncertain some of the time. She admits it took courage to sort things out and to have faith that she'd figure out what to do should there be any problems. But I'm absolutely speechless. I consider myself experienced, and yet here I am getting tips on how to be brave from a novice a kind, open, and generous novice, but a novice just the same. The successful IT executive, Marissa Mayer, says she likes doing things when she's not quite ready. When there's that moment of, wow, I'm not really sure I can do this, and you push through those moments, that's when you have a breakthrough. Canoers arrive from upstream and set up in the bunkhouse. I head out on Lacey's Bridge, looking for blue ducks in the rapids, and watching two bats flutter in the darkening sky. I must say that it helps me tremendously to meet another single woman sorting this out on her own. Both Eline and I felt called to walk the Te Araroa, and we probably set off a bit sooner than we were ready. But I have to tell myself, if Eline can do this, a Dutch backpacking novice with English as her second language, so can I. Mm. Mm. You can subscribe to The P-Rag wherever you get your podcasts. And if you listen on Apple, I'd love it if you could leave a rating and review to help others find the podcast. And as a way of saying thanks, Belega Socks is offering you a chance to win a pair of their socks, the best blister-resist, non-slouching, foot-massaging socks for the long haul. All you have to do is like The P-Rag on Facebook and then share it. It's easy-schmeasy. You can win a pair of socks, just for liking and sharing the PRAG on Facebook. Next week, the through-canoeing section of the Te Araroa begins when the trail joins a great walk. I definitely put that in quotes because it's a river, the Whanganui River Journey. It's down one of the most beautiful bodies of water in the entire world. Until then, my friends, kiakaha and happy trails.